Let's do the mini so. The mini episode. Let's do it. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm going to go on mute. Did you get that? I said duet instead of do it because of singing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pun. campers welcome <laughs> to museum camp i'm megan i'm madison and this is immature history yep i'm not feeling very mature are you not a single bit not a shred of maturity nope. in my body right now yeah gosh um do you want to start you- <sighs> i think i started first last time do you yep okay okay I- i'm ready i'm ready okay um, here I go. Today I'm going to read you the Wikipedia entry on Christopher Thomas Knight. Great. Do you know him? No. Okay. Um, well, he is maybe more famously known as the North Pond Hermit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he is a former recluse and burglar who lived without human contact with two very brief exceptions for 27 years in the North <laughs> Pond area of Maine's Belgrade Lakes. Um, I just feel like with all the alone that I've been watching and that we talked about last week, we needed to like find someone who really, really did yeah. it. And was the character of old Greg based on this guy? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay, great. Um, it's so good. <laughs> um, okay, so during this is a sentence that I had to read like four times because there's just um there's too many adjectives. There's too many adjectives. Wow, so okay. I hope you can follow along. I had to diagram the sentence okay. um for it to make sense. <laughs> so I'm gonna try <laughs> to let my inflection uh reflect that. Sure. <clears throat> during his seclusion, Knight lived within a mile of summer camp. Nope. Of summer cabins. Uh, got camp on the brain. In a crude <laughs> camp he built in a well-drained woodland, obscured within a cluster of glacial erratic boulders. It's too many adjectives. Wow. I mean, it really paints a picture, though. It does. Yeah. Um, having entered the woods with almost no possessions, <laughs> he set up a camp composed entirely of items stolen from nearby cabins and camps. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, he survived by committing around 1,000 burglaries against houses in the area <laughs> at a rate of roughly 40 per year to be able to survive during the harsh winters of Maine. <laughs> That's a lot of years. Only 40 per year, but he did 1,000 total? Um, yeah, what's 40 times 27? Oh, Oh, and no. then you just, you do the math, you get the exact right answer. Like a hundred and hold on, hundred and eight. So a thousand eighty. Okay. Is so that, that right? Does, that does add up. Yes. <laughs> a plus. Woof. A plus plus. Yeah. Um, okay. So we did double check the math. It does work out. <laughs> rate of roughly 40 per year (laughs) i'm a human calculator yeah uh to be able to survive during the harsh winters of maine (laughs) apart from the fear and notoriety his many burglaries created in the local area knight's unusual life also attracted widespread international media reports upon his capture 
Um, <laughs> and this is something, this is a paragraph that I relate to on many levels. Did I ever tell you about the time I took that like um, aptitude test at work and it told me what career I should be in? I feel like I vaguely of- remember this. It. <laughs> Oh no. It said I should be a nun. (laughs) (laughs) And I would be lying if I said I hadn't considered it. (laughs) Wow. I just like seclusion. Yeah, Um, just cloistered. You'd be a cloister. Cloister me up. Yeah. (laughs) The world is my cloister. Um, okay. I love this paragraph so much. Christopher and I entered the woods in 1986 at 20 years of age, saying goodbye to no one. (laughs) His parents never reported him missing to the police. Oh, no. In an interview. (laughs) I love this so much. In an interview, Knight said, Quote, I had good parents and, quote, we're not emotionally bleeding all over each other. We're not touchy-feely. Stoicism is expected. End quote. (laughs) (laughs) Expected. Yeah. So I I just feel like he has a lot to unpack there. But what do I know? Um, (laughs) At the time of his notoriety, neighbors who lived near the Knight's childhood home, near Knight's childhood home, reported that for 14 years, they had exchanged no more than a few words with Knight's mother. Uh, Knight survived the bitterly cold Maine winters with temperatures dipping as low as negative 25 degrees Fahrenheit or for our uh, friends in the Celsius mindset, negative 32. Uh, by AKA waking the rest up- of the world. AKA the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> by waking up during the coldest part of the night and pacing his camp until warm. He regularly took cold sponge baths, shaved, and cut his hair in part to avoid suspicion in the event that he was spotted by others. (laughs) Uh, He avoided building smoky fires, which might reveal the location of his camp, but instead relied upon a propane camp stove to cook and melt snow for drinking and bathing. (laughs) Stolen propane cylinders were transported in canoes borrowed from vacant camps. He quietly paddled along the shadowy shoreline in the pre-dawn hours to avoid being silhouetted on open water. Who wrote this Wikipedia entry? Was it Dan Brown? (laughs) (laughs) Why was he the first author that came into my head? (laughs) I stand by it. Um, Knight concealed thefts by sprinkling pine needles over the canoes he had used when he returned them, presumably to make them appear to have been undisturbed. He stockpiled supplies to remain in his camp from November through March to avoid revealing his location by footprints on snow-covered ground. Uh, Many have expressed admiration for Knight's outdoor survival skills, especially in the harsh Maine winters. Some also expressed doubt, saying that Knight might have broken into and taken refuge in vacant cabins, Mm. which I feel like would be still impressive. A vacant cabin doesn't have, like, it's just a shelter. And also, is he trying to get into the Guinness Book of World Records? I don't, I mean, you know, let him live. Let him live. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Okay, at the time of his arrest, uh, Knight claimed only one instance occurred during his 27 years of solitude in which he spoke with another human. (laughs) 
Oh no. At some point in the 1990s, he exchanged the word hi with a hiker whom he encountered on a lightly traveled path. (laughs) (laughs) We'll allow it. We'll call it solitude. (laughs) Yeah. He's a real social (laughs) butterfly. Um, biographer Michael Finkel later reported that around February 2013, a fisherman named Tony Bellavance, along with his son and grandson, had discovered Knight in his camp two months before he was apprehended by police. Knight later admitted to having been discovered by the fisherman, but had not mentioned it to police at the time of his arrest because the group swore a pact to not tell anyone of their meeting uh, after the anglers learned that Knight simply wanted to be left alone. Mm. What kind of pact do you think you'd be willing to make with a stranger in the woods? A blood, blood pact. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> I Go immediately trust that. everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Um, <laughs> Knight was captured by game warden Sergeant Terry Hughes on April 4th, 2013, while burgling the Pine Tree Camp in Rome, Maine. He was sentenced to seven months in jail on October 28th, 2013 of which he had already served all but a week while awaiting sentencing (laughs) love the court system Uh, in addition to the jail sentence knight paid two thousand dollars in restitution to victims completed a co-occurring disorders court program designed for people with substance abuse problems and mental health disorders and completed three years of probation what the fuck he was just trying to get some peace and quiet yeah i mean let him live let him live. I know I said it before, but like, I need to say it again. Let the man live. Let the man live. But also um, he was stealing things. <laughs> yeah. But also $2,000 worth of stuff over 27 years. Yeah. That's barely anything. Yeah. That's, I'm not going to do math. Um, $80 a year. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you say it confidently uh, enough, no one will question you. Well, I assume that's right. Cause 1000 no, I'm not even going to try to explain my math. It's just, just nobody, nobody double check me. It's fine. Um, I'm almost done. Knight has described deep felt ethical misgivings about the burglaries committed, saying that stealing is wrong. Even the prosecutor said a longer sentence would have been cruel. Judge Nancy Mills believes that Knight was unlikely to reoffend. After release, Knight met with the judge every week, avoided alcohol, and secured a job with his brother. Uh, journalist Michael Finkel met with Knight for nine one-hour sessions while he was in jail. This was the genesis for the for first an article in GQ and then the book The Stranger in the Woods, published in March 2017, which I am definitely going to get from the library. Um, <laughs> Knight was largely largely reluctant to express any inkling of motives or insights gained through his experience, but he did offer, quote, solitude bestows an increase in something valuable, my perception. But when I applied my increased perception to myself, I lost my identity. There was no audience, no one to perform for. To put it romantically, I was completely free. Finkel compared this observation to similar statements by Ralph Waldo Emerson, Charles de Foucauld, and Thomas Merton. I was going to say this has strong Emerson vibes. Emerson, McCandless, all those guys. All the row. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well. Yeah. So I want, he's still alive. He's only like 55. I want him to go on alone. Can I nominate someone? He should. He should. That would be $500,000 easy. Yeah. Great job. 
Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to read to you a, a story about the giant penguin hoax. <laughs> oh, if you, for a second, I thought you were about to tell me that penguins aren't real. And I had, I had like a flutter in my chest of, of anxiety. And then I remembered I have seen penguins. Yeah. I was going to say, I've seen them been to the zoo. Okay. I've, I've, I've met a penguin. Yeah. <sighs> they just, they just spooked me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The giant penguin is a creature allegedly seen in Florida during the 1940s and is at least partly documented to have been a hoax. This legend has no scientific merit, despite there having been giant penguins, which became extinct millions of years ago. Oh, my God. In 1948, several people reported finding large, three-toed animal tracks at the Clearwater Beach in Florida. Later, more tracks were found along the shore of Suwannee River, uh, 40 miles from the ocean. I think I've seen... Like a YouTube video about this or something. I am obsessed with it. It's so good. Later that year, a giant penguin was allegedly sighted at uh, at a distance. The huge bird was described as 15 feet tall and having alligator-like feet. Are we sure During... it wasn't just a normal-sized penguin really close up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what we call perspective. Right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> During this same period, people in a boat off the Florida Gulf Coast reported seeing an extremely large penguin-like bird floating on the water. <laughs> These incidents were reported in several newspapers. Later that year, another huge penguin-like bird was allegedly seen from an airplane on the banks of the Suwannee River in northern Florida. Cryptozoologist T. Sanderson declared that the creature was a giant penguin that had somehow been driven away from its natural habitat. Which what is, is it? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> uh, from a giant iceberg, a zoo for giants. Yeah. <sighs> uh, somewhere up a beanstalk. Um, on April 11th, 1988, St. Petersburg Times reporter Jan Kirby revealed that the penguin hoax had been perpetrated by Tony Signorini and Al Williams, a locally known prankster who died in 1969. Signorini stated they had been inspired by a photograph of fossilized dinosaur tracks and showed the reporter the huge penguin feet made of iron used in creating the tracks. It started out as just a core workout <laughs> and turned into a hoax. <laughs> That's how it always happens. Ugh. And this is why we don't exercise. Thank you everyone yeah. so much for listening to the museum camp. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. I can't, I'm out of, I'm out of words. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Was abrupt i know but it just felt right <laughs> sometimes we had to just nip it it's all good
It's whatever you want it to be, babe. <laughs> babe. <laughs> love that we're saying babe more often. Are we saying babe now? I love that. 